That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Gone for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. With his first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savvy Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Podcast on D-Shot. Um, for those who are interested in, in listening to some of my recent ones, um, obviously Dr. Patrick Warfield from the University of uh, Maryland, who's a music professor, was on to talk about John Philip Sousa and Sousa's early career because he wrote a book on that. Um, and for today, uh, this is the right now the third um, as we get into the WIAC um, basketball season, the third podcast I've I've recorded so far um, getting as we get ready for basketball season. First one was with Oshkosh women's coach um, Brad Fisher. Uh, Matt Lewis was on the men coach at Oshkosh. Um, we'll see if we get carry on. Um, I still got an emailer, um, but uh, glad to have on again on the head coach of the men's program at UW Whitewater, Pat Miller. Um, Pat, thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, Pat. I don't feel like I've ever asked you about this, but what were your playing days like at Whitewater? How, what are some of the uh, similarities and differences that you see now? And then obviously what was it like to play for Dave, Dave Augie Vandermillen? I, I, I had a great playing career. Um, I was fortunate to be on really good teams. Uh, I had great teammates. My, my team, my senior year, we went, I believe, 29 and two and won the national championship. And, you know, it was just a, a really memorable, special year. We had great crowds. Uh, we would pack um, Williams Center, and in those days, just loud crowds. We hosted uh, multiple tournament games that year. So that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and playing for Coach Vandermeulen, you know, obviously someone I have the utmost respect for, learned a lot from. Uh, you know, I, our personalities just really clicked. You know, he was just a very no nonsense, told you how it was, and whether you liked it or not, you were going to get the truth from him and it was going to be very direct. And, um, you know, he was just very adamant about how the team needed to function and what you needed to do to play. And either you did those things or you didn't. Um, so overall, you know, I think the other similarity is, you know, back then there's, as there's been for a long time, there's been great tradition at Whitewater in basketball and um, history of national championships and high expectations. And they had won a national championship in 1984. So when we won it in 1989 you know obviously high expectations and, and part of a good run and, and we've had a lot of that since obviously you guys won the 2014 national championship with um q's game winner um there's the 2012 national championship as well um what were some of the things that obviously you won a national championship as a player that you kind of saw maybe the similarities and differences from kind of winning the national championship as a player to winning it as a coach well, I think the key is you have to have the right parts. Uh, you, you obviously have to have a, a high level of, of talent, but they have to be the right combinations. We've had teams where, you know, we, we've had great frontline players and talent probably good enough to win a national championship maybe, but didn't have a point guard. 
or we had surrounding people, but we just had, didn't have enough shooting. And the teams that have had the ultimate success have had a, a good combination of players. And, you know, for example, my senior year, we had two people who were really good perimeter shooters. We had a six nine center who was a good rebounder, um, good defender. Then we had a really athletic four um, who could, you know, just one of the most athletic players probably ever to play in the WIC, maybe in division three. And then we had a great point guard who distributed um, four of our five starters could score at high clips, you know, could score twenties and thirties. So we were just difficult to guard. We weren't overly deep that year, but we, we had all the right parts and that's probably the most consistent theme is just not having any holes in your team that, that other teams can exploit. Um, how influential or what kind of role did kind of Augie play in terms of just kind of you getting the college coaching? Uh, he was very instrumental. I was, um, I played over in Denmark for about a half a season and then I got hurt. And then when I came back, uh, I, I worked with him and got my education. I had a, a, a bachelor of arts in political science. And then I went back and got my teaching certification and worked with him as a student assistant. And then I went, I was the head high school coach for two years. And then he brought me back to Whitewater as an assistant coach. So that was really my, my start in, in college coaching and, you know, encouraged me to learn all elements of it, which really helped me prepare to become a head coach. And, you know, even when I got a little rest, restless and looked at other jobs, you know, he would always tell me that, you know, he'd say, I'm not going to coach forever. Um, and then after eight years as, a, as an assistant, I got the opportunity to be the head coach, but, but certainly, you know, an incredibly um, formative person in, in my development and coaching and philosophy and, and being able to be in college athletics. Um, obviously, like, how did you kind of, you were a golf coach at one point, right? I was. So I, I went back in as assistant. I did other things. I um, supervised student teachers. I did observation and participation, um, taught a bunch of different classes. And then they wanted me to be the women's golf coach, which at the time I, I really had no background in. Um, I had never played golf, really didn't have any interest in golf, but um, took that took that position. And then, you know, it put me in a position where I had to learn about golf and Fortunately for me, the first couple of years, I had really great student athletes. They were excellent players. They had a lot of good background, and I certainly learned a lot more from them than they learned from me. Um, but as time went on, I obviously figured out, you know, elements of golf, and most of the coaching aspects are, are pretty similar in terms of dealing with teams and dealing with individuals and trying to get them to, to play their best. It's just a, obviously a completely different venue than basketball, but it's you know, it's one of those things at the time, I probably wasn't thrilled about it, but it's, you know, developed into a, a lifelong passion and, and something I get a lot of enjoyment from. How did you kind of manage that while being an assistant coach? And then obviously, like, um, now obviously you golf all the time. So like, what's your favorite golf course in the state? Or what's your favorite nearby one? I know Dewey Wild has some sort of thing to do with Evergreen. So that's good. Yeah, well, during that time, it was hard to manage because the golf season was all fall. And then as soon as that got done, we started basketball and then golf resumed back in the spring. And that overlapped with recruiting. And I think there was one academic year where I may, may have only had two weekends where I didn't either have a basketball game or a golf tournament. So that, that was that was a tough time. Um, you know, I, I look back at it now, if I would have had kids during that time, it would have been impossible. 
because um, I was literally gone all the time. So balancing those th two things was was definitely a challenge. Um, but in terms of favorite golf courses in the area, there's there's so many good courses in, in southern Wisconsin, whether it's, you know, the, the Madison courses. I love Maple Bluff, Nakoma. Um, Geneva National has great courses. But probably my favorite is uh, Aaron Hills. Um, always excited when I get to play there. And it's probably my overall favorite golf venue I've ever played at. Okay. I, I've had to cover golf recently, and just the adjustment is – Stay far enough away so a golfer doesn't hear you snapping the photos. Yeah, you got, yeah, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a whole different environment, a different venue. And, you know, a lot of golfers are sensitive. They don't, they don't react well to those types of things that, that can happen. Okay. Um, I guess, what was it like kind of being on a staff where obviously uh, Augie was on that one of that last staff um, with, with you and Nate Oates? What was that staff like? And then, Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there a there's a Division One coach now that was playing for you guys? I think at yeah. TJ Alsberger played for us. He's at Iowa State, and then Nate was a graduate assistant um, for Augie's last year and my first year. You know, it was it was great. You know, even back then, Nate was just a, a sponge, um, just loved basketball, very passionate. You know, Augie was a you know, he did things the way he wanted to do. So as an assistant coach, you, you provided support, but you weren't making a lot of decisions on um, elements of what we were running, what we were doing. You know, he, he was very set in his ways and ha had obviously a tremendous amount of success with what he was doing. So during that time, it was really just more of a focus on recruiting, um, you know, helping out in practice, obviously learning as much as I could. Um, but you know, the, like I said earlier, the other aspects, the fundraising, um, helping out with our booster club, you know, he was outstanding in helping me learn all those elements as well. Because that's a big part of being a head coach. It's the, the, the dealing with players and the on-floor stuff is probably the easiest thing you do. It's all the other elements and administrative tasks and that, that are the difficult things or more laborious, just not, not as fun. So he, he did a great job preparing me and Working with guys like Nate was obviously a lot of fun, but uh, you know it's crazy to think you know where those guys are now. Just couldn't be more happy for them, more proud of them. Both have worked really hard and moved up the ranks at lower levels, and to see them at Power Five schools, not just being there but being successful. You know, obviously Iowa State had a great run in the tournament last year, getting to the Sweet 16, and Nate's had great success at Alabama. So it's a lot of fun to see those guys doing so well. Um, if you speaking of obviously college basketball, if you had, uh, had has Lance hooked you up with any connections with Bill Self yet, or no, no, I haven't asked him anything about that. It's you know, but he's another guy, um, obviously with with very deep whitewater roots and ties, and um, having an amazing year. You know, I don't think anyone would have predicted this when he went to Kansas that that anybody would be able to turn the program around. You know especially in the amount of time that he has. So just an, another guy who's a great coach and really understood all elements of being a head coach and it was great managing his staff, his players, all the external things. And, you know, that's just carried on with him no matter what level he's been at. Do you think he stays at Kansas? I kind of feeling he stays at Kansas and I don't, I don't, I don't think Jim Leonard's leaving Wisconsin. And I, I, I think he has way too good of a thing going on at Kansas right now. 
you know, it's hard to tell. You just, you never know in this day and age what the money looks like. Um, you don't know what people's thought process are. Maybe he loves it at Kansas and he wants to build that. Or, you know, sometimes I think coaches get to a place they have success and they know in their, in their minds, they probably tapped out, you know, the potential at that school. So sometimes a break can be, you know, or a change of venue can be good if you can't elevate the program any further. So, and those are things, obviously, I don't know. I'm not that close to the program and it's not things I discuss with him, but certainly um, if, if, places are out there looking for a coach I think his name would would have to come up he's just he's proved again and again that he wins and builds programs and he, and he does it in pretty short time um might as well when we we're talking about college basketball coaches like what what legendary college basketball coaches like either at the at any level have you had a chance to kind of talk or meet oh I mean a lot of them I mean, I would say probably one of the most interesting ones, and it's not as big a name as a Krzyzewski or some of those people, or uh, was Tex Winters, you know, who was a college basketball coach at Kansas State, uh, developed the triangle offense, and then he took that to the Chicago Bulls, and they had great success during all their title runs. I got to know him pretty well, and he invited me down to go to watch the Bulls practice and see how they implemented it and how they worked on it. that was pretty fascinating. He was, you know, the amount of knowledge he had and X's and O's and knowledge was astounding. And, you know, he really a pretty significant architect of that whole Bulls run, obviously, along with Phil Jackson. Um, what was it like to kind of, obviously, you played a little bit for Bo Ryan at Platteville. Um, what was that like? And are you kind of jealous of the Badgers right now that they're playing tonight at uh, American Family Field and, I, I thought you're, you're in Ohio right now and the Badger, Badgers are playing at Miller Park. Like, how did that? No, no I'm, I'm, I'm not jealous. I'm happy for them. You know, I've, I have good friends, you know, on that staff. I like those guys a lot. So I'm happy for them and always wish them well. Um, playing for Bo, you know, it, it was similar to, you know, I, I had great coaches when I was in high school. Coach Vandermill was a great coach. And, you know, these guys all have, some you know they're different in some elements but you know at their core they're pretty similar they're they're very demanding um they require that things are done exactly how they're supposed to be done they require people to play together and and do little things uh and and i enjoyed playing for bowie i just i didn't like Platteville as a school it wasn't wasn't a good fit for me but in terms of the basketball element you know I, i enjoyed him and remain friends with them to this day okay I should probably get guard or I need to get Nate Oates on at some point. Yeah. He's Nate's is a good, he's a fun guy to talk to. Probably, Uh, probably not during the season though. Yeah. And probably not during the season for guard either. That would be kind of an, it it would be better to get him and uh, his brother on at the same time. Yeah. That'd be fun. Maybe in the summer they're, they're, you know, with that, that level with their media requests and everything they have to manage. It's, it's tough during the season. Mm. I need to get Lance back on. I know I'll say with me being in Green Bay, I mean, not a bad, not, not a bad one would be Will Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, Especially he's trying out. to build that program up there. Yep. Um, so um, I kind of want to ask this question. Obviously the last two years, um, obviously we'll talk about one of the things um, with the Derek Gray thing, but how much over the last couple of years, and you probably feed this into your teams year in and year out in terms of like um, just 
taking advantage of the opportunities and um, taking advantage of what what's in front of you representing Whitewater um, on a positive note. How much have you been able to kind of use um, certain situations to kind of feed that more into your players like Trey over the last couple of years? Well, I don't, I don't know that we use situations. You know, I, I think it's just, you know, what, what we've always had is we call them our five pillars of our program. And that's what we try to base everything off of is, you know, great communication, great work ethic, collective responsibility, toughness, um, and, and just trying to continue to reinforce those things and, and how we expect them to, to conduct themselves on the court, off the court, how we expect them to communicate interact with each other and you know you're dealing with 18 to 22 23 year old old men young men so you know it's not always smooth sailing so we, we want a good philosophical basis for what we do and we want to teach them skills that you know ultimately will help them beyond athletics and beyond basketball uh, and that's why we picked a lot of those things because they're they're things you use in in daily life if you're if you're an ineffective communicator it's it's difficult in almost any profession or family situation or social situation. So, you know, same with collective responsibility. If you can't work with other people and understand your role and understand you're not always going to get everything you want, or it's not always going to be directed towards you, then those things make life tough. So, you know, I wouldn't say we ever use any specific situation. We just try to always teach to those core fundamentals and get people to, to do what we think will help them personally, help us collectively in all facets of our lives. Okay. Um, obviously, one of those things, obviously, this summer, Derek Gray passing away. Um, what will you remember most about Derek? And um, what will you kind of miss, miss? What do you miss about him? And then how are you guys honoring him this season? Well, you know, I'll, I'll remember a lot about him. He, he was just really a beautiful guy. And, you know, I had a close relationship with him. Um, just uh, he's a really smart guy. We, we had a lot of long talks about wide ranging topics and, and obviously a great player. And, and, you know, one of the, you know, there's a lot that's sad about it, obviously, but um, one element was, you know, in terms of a basketball player, he was, you know, not close to hitting his, his potential. He, he was a, a very hard worker. He had made great strides between his freshman and sophomore year. And, um, you know, I think that trajectory was going to continue, um, you know, and it's so it's, it's sad to never get to see him become the player I know he could be. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's been a, a really horrible situation, as you can imagine, for all of us. He, he was beloved by his teammates. Uh, we all miss him. You know, he's a part of everything we do every day, you know, whether it's the four push-ups we do before they start their dynamic warm-up. Um, we have a patch on our uniforms. Uh, to honor him and you know we just he, he's always in our thoughts always in our uh, our prayers and it's just something that's it's going to take a long time for us all to get through and um, but I, I think in having said that our, our our players have been great they've supported each other um, the university has been great supporting us you know counseling services has been great and and helpful so it's just it's been a tough thing to navigate but um I think we're doing as well as we could hope for. Is there going to be um, kind of taking a nod from the women's program from one year? Have you kind of come up with a, a, 
a slogan or something for to remember him by or is it like forever family or forever team forever family like the women's team had all those years ago when it came to the alex scarborough thing or uh we we just we, it, a lot of it's just dg4 that, that's okay. kind of their their calling their calling card for that so that that's what's on the uniforms and that's what we often break the huddle with so that that's kind of our our calling card okay um, I guess how much does that kind of the Badgers exhibition kind of do you, do you think about now in terms of how, how well he played in that game? Well, again, I, I think that was, you know, obviously a signature moment for him. And, you know, he had played a lot against the Davis Twins growing up and playing in Madison. You know, he really elevated his game. But again, I, I think you saw the type of potential he had. You know, he had 17 points in the first half. And if, if he wondered, we would have had a difficult time scoring. And, you know, again, I, I think it showed the level he potentially could have played at and, and was heading in that direction. And, and it, it was a great night for him. Um, it, was, it was a fun night for us. It was a great night for him to go back to Madison. And, you know, we didn't know it at the time, but Big Ten championship team and, and put on that kind of performance is, you know, obviously something I always cherish. Um, do you think in the near future, is there uh, going to be kind of maybe a memorial game during the season um, each year or what's kind of. Well, I, we are, we are going to do something this year and um, I, th I think it's going to be in early December. I, I won't give you the exact game because it's not officially done yet, but we, we are going to do um, something in early December is what it looks like right now. Okay. Um. Okay, I was going to ask about um, the other kind of whitewater legend that we lost this year. And obviously, basketball is not as much close to um, to that, but, you know, more so football, baseball, and wrestling. Um, what what will you remember most about Tommy Laney? And what, what uh, what's your favorite memory of Tommy? Or how what was – how was he with kind of your players or anything? No, he, he was great. He was, a, he was a basketball announcer for a long time. And I mean, he, when I was a student, he was around. So there, it'd be impossible for me to come up with one memory or favorite memory of him. Um, you know, even for our alumni game last year, a bunch of my teammates came back and we ran into him and they just, they can't believe, you know, how great he looked that he was still around. He still had some of the same signature lines. So, you know, he just, he is someone who, who, who bled purple. He loved Whitewater. He loved Whitewater athletics. Um, he supported all the programs. Um, he supported the athletes. And, you know, really it, it became, an ex, you know, his family and, and he became an extension of our family. And, you know, it was sad because, um, again, he's, he's one of those guys who's, who's been around for as long as I've been at Whitewater and always a positive person, always rooting for everybody. And, just a, a great ambassador for our athletic department. All right. Um, just let's just get to kind of this season a little bit. Um, obviously, I think you guys are picked, what, fourth in yep. the preseason bowl. Um, obviously, I've talked to Coach Lewis about what he has coming back. Obviously, they have uh, Kimberly grad uh, Levi Borchert coming back um, and a couple of guys. Um, they're picked first. Lacrosse is up there. I think was it Ethan Anderson, if I'm correct, is the the yep, player Anderson, that. Player. Um, just what's the expectations for the conference this year? Well, I think 
the conference is going to be good. As you noted, those, those two teams probably have the most back and our, our best position. I, I thought we had a nice one against Augustana earlier in the week. Uh, we're playing some younger guys, um, freshman point guard. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we have any seniors, if I'm remembering correctly. So I, I, I'm excited about this team. You know, Carter Capstrand's been out. He's, he'll be back now. Um, he's cleared to play. So that was that was tough during the, the early stages. Um, Alex Eggleston is still out. So we were a little thin in our front line. And uh, he'll still be out for another couple of weeks, I believe. But I, I think we have good potential. We've made some good progress. Uh, we had a couple of really good competitive scrimmages against Carroll and Wheaton. Uh, got the win at Augustana. And, you know, we're really going to be tested. Um, tonight we have Heidelberg, who is an NCAA tournament team that returns most of their roster. Um, then we will play tomorrow. And then uh, next week we play Hope and North Central, who are both outstanding teams and have good players back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the challenge. I'm excited about the, the players we have. Our chemistry has been great. Uh, work ethic's been great. And I think it's a group that's just going to continue to get better. And if we stay healthy, I think we can have success in the league. Um, Trey, Trayvon Chisholm had 27 the other night. Um, talk about these, uh, what are they, the barn stables, if I'm correct? Yep, Delvin and Miles uh, from are, Howard's are they, Grove. Are they brothers or are they twins? Or They're brothers. Okay. Uh, Delvin's older, Miles is a freshman. You know, both really good players. Um, Delvin more of a wing, Miles more of a guard. Um, but they both contributed well in the Augustana game. You know, Miles had 27, which was a great debut as a freshman. Um, did a great job attacking at the rim got to the free throw line 16 times and made 15. Delvin had six rebounds, solid defender. So, you know, both really good players that, that can help us in depth and scoring and rebounding. And I think, again, as they get more comfortable and more familiar with what we're doing, I think they'll continue to get better. Talk about this team a little bit. I've seen Trayvon Chisholm coming back. Um, Elijah Lambert, Jameer Barker, you're talking about Capstrand. Um, Talk about those four guys and um, how they've improved this um, going into the season. They've, they've all improved. You know, Carter improved his shot. Uh, physically, he's, he looks good. He's in good shape other than the injury. Uh, Jameer has lost weight. Um, I thought he played well against Augustana. You know, he's got the ability to score. I thought he defended pretty well in that game. And then, obviously, Lambert, you know, has the ability to score a little inside-outside another really good defender and, and Trey Chisholm is just a player who's gotten better and better every year. You know, his shot selection's gotten better. His turnovers have gone down. Uh, he shot the ball really well from the perimeter against Augustana. He scored both inside and out. And, and if he can play at that level, that's going to be a big plus for us night in and night out. I don't, I don't think he's going to be a mid 20 score every night, but if he can make shots inside as well as knock down some threes that really stretches defenses and, will be to our advantage. So, you know, all those guys have some experience. Um, again, they're close-knit. I think Miles, Delvin, um, even Nick Pearson, uh, Joey Breswitz, a lot of these guys have have meshed well with the returning guys. So, again, our, our chemistry has been good, and, and we have a lot of options. Drew Fisher I would throw in there as well, um, who's played well, J, J, uh, JT Hoytink. So we have a lot of options, and, you know, it could be game from game who's playing well or what matchups are as, as to who you'll see. Um, you talked about Joey Brezowitz. I'm going to throw another um, player that I know knows high school coach a little bit. Talk about Brezowitz and what kind of – obviously with that legendary name, there's um, 
he's got to be a play a big role um in the next couple of years um and then i was gonna say how is it to have two franklin kids because Capstrand, and then it's what Isaac Vargas, who was yep. pretty good for Franklin. They're, they're good, and you know it's always good to get players from high school programs where they've been coached and been held accountable. It makes our job a lot easier. And both of those guys are are good players and great work ethic. Um, you know, Joey is he's been a big plus. You know, he he didn't play last year. He worked on his strengths, and he's just a guy that has great court vision, good intangibles, makes good decisions, good leadership. Uh, he was three for three against Augustana. He can knock down open shots and just one of those players that, you know, he may not wow you, but, you know, our team functions well when he's on the floor. He, he just gets them organized. He gets the ball where it's supposed to go. And that really showed in some of the plus minus statistics we look at after the game. He was a plus 10 in that game, uh, which was second only to Nick Pearson. And both those guys were considerably above almost everybody else. What is what does it mean to kind of have that legendary name of obviously his grandpa coached at, at with um, the football program for years and years and years? Um, obviously, his dad is a, a the basketball coach at Burlington. Um, what was it? There's another Brezowitz. That's a co- yeah, that's a college coach. Um, just and then yep. they have like a whole bunch of an athletic family, right? Because there's another Brezowitz that said. I think where Dan Brezowitz is coaching that's playing volleyball. So just you know, what does it mean to kind of have um, his, his name so connected to your program with kind of the, the legend, legendariness of it? Well, it, I don't know. I, I guess it's, I don't really, his dad is clearly a legend, but I've known him forever. So I just know him as Bob Brezowitz and Joey's sister played um, volleyball at Kentucky and was a member of their national championship team. So very athletic family, um, and, and again, coaches kids, so he knows the ropes, he understands everything, he's an extension of the coaching staff on the floor. So it's, it's just, it's good to have these guys, you know, at Whitewater, we've always been able to have players connected to the program, oftentimes one way or another, whether it's through, you know, staff, alumni, whatever the case may be, but it's, it's good, you know, Bob's around a lot, um, which is good, he's always fun to see, and you know, I'm sure he just wants us to do well, like everything, you know, Bob's been a, you know, he's, he's one of the first guys that would talk to me all the time about bleeding purple. And, you know, he's just a very loyal um, guy that's been a, an advocate and a, a great resource for whitewater athletics for decades. And, you know, even once he was done coaching, this facility development that we did and serves on the hall of fame committee. So he's still, you know, very intricately entwined with the university and the athletic department and, and a lot of the good things that happen. Um, what's kind of your expectations for this season? How far do you think this team can go? You know, I, 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 I don't know, to, to be honest with you. I, I think we have some very good parts. Um, you know, we've been injured. So, uh, you know, we have another player, Rayon Cobb, who may or may not be back, um, who had a shoulder injury. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play. So I, I think there's still a lot to be determined. And, and again, you know, how well does this team develop? Uh, how much progress do they make? Uh, you know, there, there are some concerns I have about our ability to score the ball. We're, we're definitely going to have to rebound better. But, but it's early. I've been pleased with their work ethic. I've been pleased with the progress we've shown to this point. But as you know, to be successful and to be successful in our league, you have to continue to improve throughout the year. And, you know, that, that's yet to be seen.
Um, I guess let's just hit on recruiting a little bit. What's what's kind of your your approach to recruiting? Do you only kind of go watch guys at at, uh, at high school basketball games, or um, I know that Matt Lewis, I saw Matt Lewis at a Kimberly football game, um, talking to the quarterback for the Papermakers, um, who's a good good basketball player as well. Just um, what's your kind of approach to kind of recruiting? Do you only go to kind of high school basketball games to watch kids, or do you um, ever kind of make it out and go watch them play in something else that they they no, we, we we watch other things you know I went and watched Joey Breswitz play baseball um, we've gone to football games before we, we try to be comprehensive like everyone else whether it's high school basketball games uh, the Brookfield Central Fall League which has a lot of good players good opportunities all the various stuff in the summer so you know recruiting is is always comprehensive and you're just trying to get out and see as many good players and develop relationships and contacts with them. Um, I'm trying to think of favorite, favorite whitewater um, sports moment that you've witnessed in, um, so far, either basketball or any other sport. Whew, that's, that's a tough one. Is it Cordell? I, that, that was a great one, you know, but there, there's a lot of good ones, you know, being at baseball, you know, up in Appleton when they won national championships was fun. You know, when football finally um, was able to get over the, the hurdle and win their first national championship, that was a great moment. Um, you know, obviously being part of one as a player was probably the best for me uh, being a part of them as a coach, but that's, that's been one of the great things working at Whitewater is, you know, there, there's been a lot of success and you see your peers and, the other student athletes, your players' friends having success, and or their or, or your players or your players' sisters. Yeah, the yeah. Mary Murd buzzer beater game. Yep, now, that hard to believe that's been ten. That's been ten years since that happened. Almost ten years yeah, since that and, happened. And even you know that that was you know going to Hope and, and watching them in the Final Four. That was a family trip we took, and so there's just you know Whitewater's has such a great culture, and we have good camaraderie between our coaches. So it's fun because you get to share in everybody else's success and, you know, football is getting ready for the playoffs, volleyball is in the playoffs as we speak. Um, so there's always good and exciting things going on. Does uh, your program ever, I'll see with how good the women's program is right now. Is, is that, a, is that motivation to your program as well? I don't know if they, if it's motivation, like I said, I, I think there's just a culture of excellence where everyone's, striving not only to win national uh, conference championships but to win national championships when you see it around you and you see the success that different programs are having i think overall it's instead of a, i would say as a motivation i'd just say it's a culture um and, and, and an expectation that we have okay um i guess favorite bucks moment uh, a couple of years ago when they won the championship watching that with my daughter that was fun i've been a bucks okay. fan my whole life did you go to any of the any of those playoff games that year? I know I spent six hundred dollars on two tickets for the for the Eastern Conference Finals from Mitch Thunder Nellis. So, yeah, I did. I went to uh, one of the Eastern Conference Final games, and, and again, those are it's it's been a great you know stretch with the Packers being good, the Brewers being good, the Bucks. Well, the Packers aren't good now, but they, but they've been good for a long. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. It's it's hard at any level to be as good as they've been year in and year out. So I, th I think we get a little spoiled. Mm. All right. Thanks, Coach. Um, good luck, obviously, tonight um, and the rest of the season. Um, let me know if you if, – if there's anybody that 
jumps out at me from from the Appleton area. <clears throat> Seth Myron um, is, is probably one of them. Um, I'll let you know. Um, and that's be for tonight. Level four of the playoffs. Go Makers and go Ghost. All right. Have fun. So, Good talk to you, yep, B-Shot. Yep. Hoping, hoping both of them win. Yep. Keep All it going. Right. Yep. All, All right. right. See Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.